0: This is the Brown Spider, and you're listening to the Brown's Huddle Podcast.
1: Welcome to another exciting episode of the Brown's Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hand. This podcast is part of the ZDia Network. That's media spelled with a Z. Check out other amazing podcasts at ZDianetwork.com and also follow them on Twitter at Network. Be sure to check them out. They, They have like eight different podcasts from baseball, you know, Cleveland Indians baseball. They have SEC football. They've got Big Ten college football. You know, Ohio State, Buckeyes, they, the Josh Perry Show, he's a former NFL player. They, uh, they just have a lot of cool podcasts out there, so be sure to go to Zdianetwork.com, or again, check them out on Twitter at ZdiaNework for more details. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cleveland Browns are seven and three. The Cleveland Browns are seven and three. Let that soak in just for a second because it hasn't fully soaked into me yet. I haven't fully grasped that. I mean, seven and three. The last time we've been able to say that was 1994. Our head coach was Bill Belichick. You probably heard of him. Some people don't know that he was the coach of the Cleveland Browns in the mid-90s before Art Modell moved the team to Baltimore. Bill Belichick was our coach, and obviously he had things cooking in Cleveland because in 1994, I think he had us to an 8-2 and record to start out the year. So I'll have to go back and look, but 1994 must have been an, an amazing year. And, of course, you know what Bill Belichick did He ended up going to New England, drafted a guy named Tom Brady, made it to nine Super Bowls, won six of them. Nine Super Bowls, won six. That's amazing. Cleveland Browns came back in the league in 1999, and you know what happened after that. I don't think I can fully explain everything that we've been through in one intro of an episode of this podcast. So (laughs) I'm not even going to attempt that. Maybe we will get into that in a future episode, maybe in the off season of everything that this club has gone through and what these fans have endured. But, you know, ESPN, they should make a documentary when it's all said and done. Not right now and not maybe next year, not even five years from now. But I believe Kevin Stefanski is on the right track with this team. I believe he's changing the culture in Cleveland. I think he's going to um, take us to where we've been longing to go to, which is the Super Bowl. I believe he's going to get us there one day. But ESPN should make a documentary, and this should be the title of it. From Belichick to Stefanski, the story of the Cleveland Browns. Book it. They already did the 95 Browns, which was amazing. If you have a chance, go back and watch that. But the 95 Browns was awesome. But, uh, yeah, you, you you can't make up this stuff, what Cleveland Browns gone through in the past 20 years. And that's what I'm excited about mostly is this football team deserves it. The city of Cleveland deserves it. And our fans – deserve what we got right now in the Cleveland Browns and it's not even just about being seven and three I mean don't get me wrong seven and three is awesome and we're going to talk about this in the show but Kevin Stefanski is changing the culture in Cleveland
0: he's changing the culture in Cleveland you know
1: year in and year out our roster will look a little bit different guys will come and go But one thing that's not going to change is his system. Belichick has a system. He built a a, a culture in New England that brought him to nine Super Bowls, and he won six of them. We just mentioned that. But he built a culture in New England. And that's what Stefanski is doing for the Browns. So that's what I'm excited about. We're going to see players come and go. And, yeah, our roster will turn over a little bit here and there. Players will, you know, um, will sign a player one year, he'll be gone in three. But what won't change is the Stefanski system and what he's building here in Cleveland. And I believe in it. You, the fans, are believing in it. And most importantly, our team is believing in what this guy has brought to Cleveland. So I'm excited. We are starting to see the Stefanski team molding into a great football team. The defense is starting to step up and turn heads. Baker Mayfield is improving in this offense. He really is. He's improving. The wide receivers, you know, we don't talk about the wide receivers a lot and their stats, you know, you look at their stats, you're like, man, where were they at? But when you watch them play, they're making big plays when we need them. And they're helping our running game. To what it is today. When you look at these long plays that Nick Chubb and Cream Hunter are are making, you look at the the end of the play, and man, our wide receivers are down there getting dirty. They're down there making blocks, hitting people out of bounds. So our wide receivers are making big plays. And I'll tell you right now, a lot of them don't show up in the stat line. So we're going to talk about all that in today's show. And joining me, here in just a couple seconds is Charlie. He's the host of the podcast, food, football, and everything else. So Charlie's going to come on the show. I do have, um, I do have an important announcement. It's kind of cool. From now until Christmas, have you heard of t-shirthooligan.com? Well, from now until Christmas, you know, they have some really cool T-shirts. And you know how Cleveland loves their T-shirts. They just made one uh, this weekend yesterday. I don't know how they made it that fast, but they did. It's a picture of Kareem Hunt jumping in the end zone against the Eagles. And it's titled Jump Man. (laughs) It's awesome. It looks great. But I, I, I made a deal with them for the listeners. I'm not getting anything out of this. This isn't about me. This is about you. For, from now until Christmas, go to t-shirthooligan.com. Shop for all your uh, gear for, for a lot of different sports teams, not just the Browns. But if you're shopping for the Browns in the search bar, type in dog pound, and that'll take you to all the Browns gear. So anything you want to buy, go ahead and you know purchase it. And at checkout, there's a little place for the promo code. Enter promo code HUDDLE, all caps, H-U-D-D-L-E. Put in HUDDLE in the promo code box, and you will get 10% off of your entire purchase. And that's from now through Christmas. And, you know, 10% doesn't sound like a lot, but um, with everything that's been going on in 2020, everything adds up, right? So 10% off, that's from, from T-shirt. who. Hooligans uh and the Brown subtle podcast to you, the listener, as just a way of one way of saying thank you for, for listening and joining the Brown subtle Podcast. So go to t hooligans.com That's uh t shirt hooligan.com. There's no S at the end of Hooligan. T hooligan.com And uh you get 10% off for being a faithful listener of the Brown subtle Podcast. All right, well, let's go ahead and bring in Charlie um before we do that though you can find me on twitter if you you know if you want to find me tell me ways i can improve the show my dms are open this podcast has a twitter account at browns huddle pod you can also find me on twitter jason hand at browns huddle so if you have suggestions for the show if you want to be a guest on the show a future episode shoot me a dm you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings. If you say the show sucks, you know, you need to do this better or that better. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm an open book. I want to improve. I, I want to make this show good for, for you, the Cleveland Browns fans, because that's what it's all about. So you can find me there. Let's go ahead and bring in Charlie. He's the host of the podcast Food, Football, and Everything Else. We're going to go ahead and bring him in in just one second. And we are back. Joining me now is Charlie, host of the podcast Food and Football and Everything Else. Charlie, welcome to the Brown Subtle podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you. What a great, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Been looking forward to it. What a great time to be a Browns fan.
1: No doubt. I mean, we're seven and three, bro. When's, when's the
0: last time we've been able to say that? I know I well I have twin daughters who are 20 months old this is their second season and they've already seen 13 wins and that's probably more than I've seen since 2000. (laughs) See look we have something in common
1: I've got twin daughters myself
0: there you go yeah
1: yeah they just um, they're 11 years old now they just started middle school so um, I'm getting into that part of you know uh, being a dad it's getting scary out there man.
0: I got to tell you a proud dad moment from yesterday. Um, we were walking through the grocery store, and this guy had a brown sweatshirt on with the big orange helmet, and they both looked up at him pointed and started barking. <laughs> That's awesome. It was fantastic. They bark at the TV all the time when they see the Browns, so, yeah. All right,
1: Charlie. Well, let's let's get into some Cleveland Browns football. Like I said, we're 7-3. and three. If the playoffs started tomorrow – we would be in. And I believe, I mean, not that it matters, but, um, you know, I believe we'd be playing the Buffalo bills in Buffalo if the, if the playoffs started now. So like, what, what do you, what are your thoughts about this 2020 Cleveland Browns football team?
0: I mean, they are, they are unbelievable. Like if you told me right now that we could play the Buffalo bills in the first round of the playoffs, I would sign up for that yesterday. I think anybody in the organization would sign up for that yesterday. Um, I mean, we are just built for consistency. Um, Our run game is unbelievable. Our offensive line is perceived as bad as it was last year, is so much better this year. Um, Wills making the transfer from right tackle to left tackle has been, I mean, unbelievable for a rookie. Um, I mean, Chubb, Hunt, the whole deal. I mean, we're missing – and not to mention, we're missing guys week in, week out, key players, and it's just rolling like a big top. You know, the, the next man up uh,
1: philosophy, their mentality, that's very easy to say. You know, you, we always hear in interviews with coaches and players around the league, you know, when, when somebody gets injured, hey, it's next man up. Well, that's really easy to say, but it's hard to, to put that into action and make that to where it doesn't hurt your entire football team. And that's what the Cleveland Browns have done. Ever since training camp through yesterday, we've had injuries. COVID-related, more serious injuries than that, and we have not missed a beat, man. Other guys have stepped up. You know, Vernon yesterday having three sacks in, in Miles Garrett's absence was amazing, and we're going to talk about that. But I can't tell you enough how this team has really stepped up from injuries and just because past regimes, it would derail us, right? I mean, it would just ruin our whole season if a key player got injured, and that's not what's happening this year. So that's exciting.
0: Yeah. And it's not just it's not like we're just missing guys. Like we missed Wyatt Teller for four weeks who at the time was a top rated offensive guard in the league by PFF. Um, we're missing, we missed Nick Chubb for four weeks. Who's arguably the top running back in the league. You know, we missed miles Garrett last week, who is the best defensive player in the league right now. I mean, we're not missing like random guys. We're missing the top guys, you know, at their position kind of. And I mean, with Denzel Ward, having an MRI, we could miss another guy, another top guy in his position in the league. And and we're just, and, I mean, I, and that's a credit to Joe Woods, I believe, and Kevin Stefanski from the top and Andrew Barry is just, they just don't waver. Like Kevin Stefanski just does not waver during the game. You look at him, you know, against the Ravens when we got beat 38-3, or you look at him when we beat, we're playing Dallas and scoring 50, he was the same guy both times. And I believe that's a credit and that's why this team is just rolling because there's no change there's no up and down and you know you know front runner mentality like um, before where you know when it's good it's good but when it's bad it's real bad it's just consistency throughout throughout the thing because it's, it's a marathon it's not a sprint
1: yeah and I believe Kevin Stefanski is is like that on camera when we see him and we see him in the pressers but I believe that's who he is and he's like that with the team and our team is taking on the personality of Kevin Stefanski, which they're just going full steam ahead. There's not many highs and lows. I mean, they could easily come up with a million and one excuses to just pack it in this year and they haven't done that. So kudos to Kevin Stefanski, our leadership, Andrew Barry, you know, Paul D Podesta for, for bringing in Kevin Stefanski.
0: I mean, you know, we've, <laughs> We have made some pretty good decision here 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 of late. I'd say what not only is Stefanski, but the coaching staff Sepanski's brought in, the defense, as bad as it was at the beginning of the year, has just gotten better and better and better every week, which is a credit to Joe Woods. And then Bill Callahan, what he has done with that offensive line, with only two new pieces really, Conklin's missed time, so Hubbard's had to play. What Bill Callahan's done with that offensive line is I mean Unbelievable the way they run the ball and they're able to protect Baker this year.
1: No doubt. Yeah, Bill, Bill Callahan was a huge piece that we picked up for this year. And, um, you know, credit him as as one of the reasons why our offensive line is doing as well as they are. And that just stems to everything else. It protects Baker. It opens up holes for our running backs. and And the list goes on and on. Um, All right, so the Cleveland Browns win 22 to 17. It was an ugly game, man. I mean, it was raining. I I talked to fans that were actually at First Energy Stadium. They said from the time that they got there to the time they left, it was raining the whole entire time. It never let up. So, and we did this without Miles Garrett. This team has, we just talked about it, they have an amazing ability to not let injuries derail the course of the team's goal. So I, I, I credit the The players, I credit Kevin Stefanski. I I credit the coaching staff. Um, He said before the game that um, you know he has to put players in good positions for success, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's preaching what he talks. So, what what were your thoughts initially about this game that we just saw yesterday unfold before our eyes?
0: Well, I I thought we we had a nice drive. The first, actually, the very first drive, we threw the ball three out of the four downs um, was a little bit, you know, that's not it, Like you said, it was raining. I mean, it was obviously raining. It was on TV. It was raining. Um, I was a little bit like, you know, what are we doing here? But then, then they started to drive and they ran it like eight, seven or eight times in a row. And it was like, ooh, are we going to like, are we really going to get in a scoring fast in the rain? Because that's not probably not our game plan we want to do. But then defense comes up with a huge play, you know, it, turned, it caused a turnover down the goal line, Um, Carl Joseph recovers it. Then we drive 94 yards down to the one yard line. We're unable to punch it in. Baker missed, that's when Baker missed a couple throws to the tight ends. And that's where he has to progress and get better. Is he's got to make that throw to Harrison Bryant, the one where we got the PI and he's got to make that throw to Hooper for a touchdown. And just those are throws he has to make for us to get to the next level. but then, you know, then the defense comes up and defense is playing out of the, you know, otherworldly. Our best guy, the best guy in the league, arguably, the best guy in the league defensively is out. And our defense is playing unbelievable. It's 7 nothing at half because we have a defensive touchdown from Taki Taki intercepting the ball, you know. And, I mean, it was unbelievable, really. Like, it was, you know, I keep hearing like it was a, a boring game. But it, it was, but it wasn't. Like, our defense came to play yesterday. And for the you know, and I know the weather helped a lot because it was bad, but the defense came to play. Vernon had three sacks. Clayborne had a sack and a half. I mean, we were getting after Wentz. We intercepted him a couple times. You know, we scored nine points on defense. Like, the defense came to play. Defense won us the game.
1: They really did. And that, that's funny you mentioned our first drive and the Eagles' first drive. Uh, that was a head-scratcher, wasn't it? I mean, uh, like you said, we had three passes and one rush for our first drive. First was uh, Njoku incomplete, and then Chubb ran it with little to no game. Higgins um, and then Hodge. And then the Eagles came back and did what I thought we were going to start the game with. They had nine rushes, one pass, six were to Miles uh, Sanders, and then three were to Boston Scott. And it ended in Sanders fumbling the football um, on that drive. So let me ask you this. When a defensive coordinator is game planning for the Browns, how do you think they're game planning for us? I mean, obviously, they're going to game plan for the run, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yesterday, and you could tell Jim Schwartz, the um, defensive coordinator for the Eagles, he was they were committing a ton of guys to the run. I mean, I think we had at one point, um, like in the second half, Chubb had 15 yards and Hunt had Four or something like that um, before we started cranking out. But, yeah, that's I mean, that's what they're going to do. They're going to make Baker come and beat him, especially in a uh, weather like that. They're going to make Baker make plays to beat him. But another credit to Kevin Stefanski in play calling, he was not giving up. He was like, this is what we do well. And eventually, and eventually it did, um, Chubb and Hunt were able to get off. You know, Chubb went 50-some yards. Hunt jumped from the five yard line into the end zone over six guys. You know, I mean, it just like our backs and line are that good that that we were just going to keep pounding it and uh, and if you you weren't going you weren't going to be able to stop us whole game. And, but also, if you watch the game, it opened up a couple times play action like where Baker's out by himself and he ran it for a first down a couple of times. He's able to dump the ball to Higgins a couple of times. I mean. Our running game is just where it, where it starts and where it just keeps going. And credit to Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt, you know, they're going to keep pounding the ball, you know, and you're going to have to commit those guys to it, and then that's going to open up other things.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know defensive coordinators, coordinators are uh, game planning for us, I mean, to stop the run. And like you said, credit to Stefanski. He didn't give up on it. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot of rushing yards going into halftime. He could have easily evacuated that game plan, but he didn't. He stuck with it. And eventually that defensive line wore down, and we were able to – I mean, what did uh, – Chubb ended up with uh, 114 yards Yeah, um, on the ground. Um, so, and a manly
0: yeah. stiff arm.
1: Manly stiff arm. That was fantastic.
0: Um,
1: And Baker, Baker, I thought he Baker had a pretty good game. Um, He made key throws. You know, he missed a couple, you'd mentioned a couple in the end zone. He missed to our tight ends, but overall, I thought Baker Mayfield played a a great game, especially in the elements of the weather. Um, You know, he made some key third down conversions. He had a 40 something yard uh, pass to, was it Higgins or Hodge?
0: Higgins early in the game.
1: Higgins early in the game. And then and then um, in the third quarter, the Browns lined up in a running formation with Stanton and Chubb. And it looked like it was going to be a run play, but Baker bootlegged out and hit Hodge for a 42-yard reception. So um, a lot of creativity in the game plan. I thought Baker did good. Um, Chubb did excellent. Hunt did excellent. We just grinded out a win. And, like you said earlier, credit to our defense. They really stepped up in Miles Garrett's absence.
0: Um, Well, a couple things Baker did well yesterday. He made a couple plays where they could have been bad for us. Um, The one I think he had Landry go one way, then come back, and then the play clock was going down, and instead of rushing it, it was one where he, like, abandoned the jet sweep to Landry, and kind of just, like, ran. I don't think he got any yardage, but there wasn't a turnover. So I think that's one thing Baker's doing better um, is protecting the ball, especially against better teams. And the Eagles, I don't know what happened to them, but they still got guys that can play. Um, and oh, but sure. Baker's Baker's protecting the ball better for us. And I think a lot of times the word game manager is thrown around like a negative. But with what we do on offense, that's all Baker has to be is a game manager. All he has got to do is not turn the ball over. We run the ball with Chubb and Hunt. And I mean, he's going to get better, I think. He's in his third offensive coordinator in three years. So as long as he manages the game, and doesn't turn it over, we can run the ball well enough, as it was shown yesterday, that we're going to be able we're going to be in games and we're going to win games because of our running game and our defense is getting better. Our defense is getting better, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know? its it is. It's
1: it, you it, can tell. It's just getting better. They're getting more confident in the Joe Woods uh, defensive schemes. Olivier Vernon, three sacks. You'd mentioned that earlier in the yeah. in the absence of Miles Garrett. That was his best game as a Cleveland Brown,
0: mm. by far. For sure, yeah. He, I mean, he played well. Um, you know, and you still see guys like we're not ver- like we have guys that aren't as good as probably they need to be, but they're, you're right. They're playing with more confidence. And I think as in not in years past, but like when the defense is playing and say they, you know, they get a, a stop and they get off the field, we're not turning it right back over. You know, they're able to get off the field and get some reps, not, You know, guarding or defending 15 series. Now we're defending eight or nine instead of a bunch of them. So they're able to get, get off the field, get some rest. And, um, like you said, Olivier Vernon, like three sacks. Like he just stepped up as a like as a man in on defense and took over because Miles wasn't there. Miles isn't going to be there again this year, this week, but um, you know, so we gotta have another good game out of Vernon and those other guys again. Sheldon Richardson, Ogunjobi, are pushing the pocket. And, you know, the backside, the back end, Ward had a pick, you know, talking, talking. We talked about his pick. Um, uh, safety's even like safety or safety situation but we did lose we lost the second round pick in grand delpit and in, um in training camp you know he was so sandejo and red wine those guys weren't even going to play or they were going to play but not in the roles they are now because delpit was going to be there so we're getting better and better every week which and playing in northeast ohio and the teams that we play we're going to get a little help from the weather i believe too
1: Yeah, the the secondary really stepped up. You know, Ronnie Harrison gets out of the game early in the first quarter. Um, I think he tried to come back, but then they end up pulling him again. So hopefully that's not too serious and he'll be back very soon. You'd mentioned Denzel Ward. He he was involved on a lot of cool key plays. You know, the the pick six, the talky-talky. Guess who was about to sack Carson Wentz? Denzel Mm -hmm. Ward um you know later in the game he gets a a pass interference call which i thought was bogus That, that was not a pass interference but then on the very next play he gets an interception you know so so uh denzel ward has been stepping up his game he's healthy for the first time in a long time he's been battling injuries on and off since he's been drafted we finally have him healthy and he's coming on strong in this defense
0: yeah, he's a he's a legitimate lockdown number one corner for us that can follow a number one receiver and and hopefully you hold him down. I don't know if he shut down like completely shut him down yet, but he can hold him down. He's a legitimate guy that you have to game plan. We have two. That's one thing. Our defense wasn't isn't real good, but there's two guys on that defense you have to game plan: Garrett and Denzel Ward. Like you just can't go at them all the time, you know. So that that affects an offensive uh, coordinators' game plan.
1: I, I thought, you know, our special teams did excellent. Um, you know, the Scottish Hammer pinning them deep on, the, I think it was like the two-yard line.
0: Mm-hmm. we got the safety.
1: Got a safety right after that. So you got to really uh, credit him for pinning them back that deep. And then, of course, um, was it Adrian Claiborne that got the, the safety? No, it was Vernon. Oh, was that Vernon? Okay. Yeah. Because I know Claiborne had a sack and a half as well. Yeah, But overall, just a a fantastic game. I'll be honest with you, Charlie. This was one of the games when I looked at it before the season started. And even Sunday, uh, Saturday uh, night when I was looking at this game, I was a little nervous, kind of like the Houston game. Um, But Sunday I woke up and I just felt a calmness about me. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what happened. But Sunday morning I woke up and I just felt calm and I just really felt like we were going to win that game, and we did. I, and I never felt like we were going to lose it, even though it was close most of the game. We, we, besides that one drive, you know, uh, in the first, but they ended up fumbling, the Browns were in control the whole way.
0: Yeah, they, and i tell you what, one guy that when, when he was out and not enough people, like, we struggled in the run game against the Raiders and it's a couple other times, but one guy that didn't, does not get enough credit, I believe, is Wyatt Teller. When Wyatt, Wyatt Teller, and I know it coincided. They both came back at the same time, Chubb and Teller. Um, but Wyatt Teller just makes that run game go. He is just a mauler and a just a bad human. You know, when it comes to block, like he blocked three guys on Hunt's touchdown run. You know, like he's just a very, very good NFL offensive guard. And I mean, him being out and Chubb being out at the same time really hurt our, our run game. But now, now it's like. All guns are blazing. We're all back. Teller's back. Chubb and Hunter splitting carries again. I mean, we have two guys in the NFL that are top five running backs. You know, Kareem Hunt, crazy. Kareem Hunt could start at any, I mean, just off the top of my head, he would start at every NFL team except for like three maybe, you know, Tennessee and maybe the Raiders. I'm not sure, but it, it's not very many. He would start at 28 or 29 teams. But even
1: on on those three teams, he would get, you know, 15 to 20 carries a game. It would be a committee at that point. You're not going to – you know what I mean? You're not going to bench that guy. He's not a
0: number two. He's not a number two running back. Yeah, he's a a split carry guy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's who we have on our team. We have two top five running backs in the league and a a very good run blocking offensive line, and we can just – we're just going to – we're going to be old school Browns now, and we're going to – Mac and Biner in the old days and just run the ball at you. And if you stop it, you're not going to stop it the whole game. So we're just going to keep doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're not going to – you might stop us for a quarter or maybe two quarters, but you're not going to stop us for four. No. And, no. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, this is his third game without an interception, I believe. So he's taking care of the football. He's doing exactly what we need Baker Mayfield to do. And And I'm just thinking, man, towards, you know, getting these last games of the year. This whole team is just, like I said in the beginning, they're molding into the team Kevin Stefanski's building, and Baker Mayfield's one of those
0: guys where at the end of the year, I think he's just going to be rolling, man. Yeah, I think he's going to gain a lot of confidence because he's not going to be asked to do – he's not going to be ever asked to throw the ball 45, 50 times. You know, he's never going to be asked, to like, shoulder the whole burden. Um, and he's, and I, you watch him yesterday, like on Chubb's run, they showed him and he's back there. Like he's giddy. Like he's a school, like he's a seventh grade football player, like watching his buddy run down the field. You know what I mean? So I don't think Baker is a, a great, he's not a great, great quarterback yet, but I think he's a great teammate and a great leader. And I think those guys will play for him. They play for him because he is a great teammate. You know what I'm saying? Like he just, he loves winning. and He loves being on his team and you're right, by the end of the end of the year, we have Jacksonville, we have the two New York teams. There's a lot of games there where he's got a chance to, you know, build some confidence going into the playoffs.
1: I don't think we gave too much of a shout out to our wide receivers. And then I want to move on to the next topic. We talked about our receivers a little bit, but I can't tell you what an amazing job that our wide receivers are doing. Because not only are they stepping up on big plays when they need when we need them but they're also downfield blocking. You know that 54-yard run that that Chubb had or 52-yard run Chubb had um, you know Hodge was it Hodge and definitely uh, Jarvis Landry were all the way down by the end zone blocking. I mean they're they're really stepping up in ways that don't show up in the stat line.
0: No, no, yeah, they're they're I mean they're playing their butts off like we have guys like like you said Landry, Landry since a day he got here has just been a leader of that leader of that wide out the room. He's a leader of the team. You know, he gave that big speech, everybody went viral, whatever. But I mean, that's the guy he is like, he's, it doesn't matter if he's getting the ball or what he's going to do, what needs to be done to help win that includes blocking downfield for Nick Chubb or hunt or whoever, you know, whoever catches the ball, he's going to be downfield blocking for him. He's going to be, you know, makes big catches. He don't make huge catches. Like he's not an 80 yard touchdown guy. But he's third and twelve. He's going to make that catch for thirteen yards in traffic. So you know this. Yeah, you're right. The, the receivers and they're the guys who, who spring it for fifty yards. You know the the line will get you to the seven ten yard, but the receivers block and get you that fifty yards. And it's easy for the receivers. Not easy for the receivers to block, but it's way better to block when you know you got a couple of guys that can go. When you throw that, you know you throw that block, they can go the distance.
1: All right, uh let's let's get into the current playoff picture. And I'll uh I'll go through that real quick. The Steelers are in the and we're just going to talk about AFC, not NFC. But uh Steelers are in the number 1 position at 10 and 0 currently. Number 2 are Chiefs at 9 and 1. They had an awesome game last night uh, against the Raiders. What a fantastic. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is
0: incredible. He
1: is absolutely incredible.
0: And that's that's a guy who I think hurts everybody else because you think if you have a young quarterback he's got to be Mahomes but I think you know I think what we have in Baker is is good enough like Patrick Mahomes is a once in a generation guy the way he throws the ball and you know so I mean to have him as your measuring stick I think it like it hurts it hurts the fans expectation of what your quarterback should be
1: yeah I mean as a quarterback you know you should strive to be at that level but that's He he's just like you said. He's generational, man. I mean, it's it's an unfair comparison, (laughs) really. I mean, you know, there's Patrick Mahomes up here, and then the second tier is down here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and then you have third and fourth tier quarterbacks. So, anyways, uh, Chiefs are nine and one. They're sitting at number two currently. Bills number three. They're at seven and three for the year. So we have like four seven and three teams. So Bills are number three at seven and three. Colts number at four, at seven and three. Those are your four division leaders. And then the wild cards, there's three of them, of course. Titans at seven and three, at number five spot. Number six are our Brownies at seven and three. And the Raiders at six and four in the seventh spot. And in the hunt, this is weird to see. You know, I had to check my math on this, but the Ravens are in the hunt. They're on the bubble. They're not in the playoffs right now they're at six looking up at us Dolphins at six and four Broncos four and six Patriots at four and six and I put in there the Chargers at seven and three three and seven I'm sorry so what are your thoughts man I mean uh as the playoff picture is kind of ironing itself out we've got a ton of games to go it's not even close to being over but what what are your thoughts when you look at the current playoff standings
0: I mean it's it's nice to be in control of your own destiny, which is what we are. I mean, we're going to – mark my words, put it down, 8 on Monday, whatever today is, we're going to beat the Steelers last game of the year. We're going to beat them. Um, so the Dolphins, the 72 Dolphins, start popping their champagne because we're going to beat them. <laughs> um, but we have – you know, we have – we have the J- Jacksonville this week. We have Tennessee the week after. Mm-hmm. Then we have the two New York teams and then we have Baltimore and the Steelers. So everything we want is right in front of us. So I mean we just not being overconfident, but you gotta figure out the two New York teams and Jacksonville are wins. That puts us at ten, ten and three. And then the Titans, we go to the Titans and then Baltimore and the Steelers come to our place. So I mean we we have a we have a chance to get to eleven, twelve wins, you know and right in there. And if we keep playing the way we do, playing good defense, running the football, we got to, we got a good chance at I mean, I don't think we're gonna win the division. The Steelers have too big a lead, I believe, but um, you know, just getting up there, you know, we could end up playing like like you said, I mean I'd sign up right now to play the Buffalo Bills in week one in the playoffs in Buffalo. I mean too bad there's not gonna be as many fans because that place would be insanity in Buffalo. But I mean everything's right in front of us. I think we have a great leader in Stefanski. I think we had a great defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, and a great offensive line coach in Bill Callahan. And, I mean, everything's right there in front of us for the taking.
1: Somebody said on Fox Sports on the radio, I do not know who it was. I caught the tail end of it. I wish I did because I'd like to go research it and figure out who said it. But um, there, he was basically uh, on the Browns band, bandwagon. He was. He said, this Cleveland Browns team, is built for the playoffs in cold weather situations. And he named off a couple teams that are cold weather stadiums. Uh, of course, the Chiefs, the Bills, Colts are indoors. The Titans, you know, it could get ugly that type of year weather-wise. And then, of course, our stadium, um, Baltimore's in there. But the the Cleveland Browns, kind of like the Tennessee Titans last year. I mean, the Tennessee Titans were one game – they made it to the AFC championship. They're one game away from the Super Bowl. So once you get in the playoffs, anything that can happen, and this guy was basically saying, Look, the Browns get in the playoffs, and right now they're you know, if the playoffs were tomorrow, they'd be playing the Bills in Buffalo in a cold weather situation. He liked the Browns chances in that game. So it it kind of gets you excited being a Browns fan as to the possibilities of what can happen once you get in the playoffs.
0: Oh yeah. I mean it's Once you get there, as long as you can run the ball and play defense, that always travels. Like, you know, that's no matter where you got to go, if you can do that, you can control a game, you can win a game, you can keep their other. Like, that's how the Patriots used to beat the Colts with Peyton Manning, was they used to run the ball and play defense and limit Manning's opportunities. And then they'd beat them 24, 17, or whatever it was, 21. It was never high scoring because they just kept Manning on the bench because they just ran the ball and played good defense. And that's what the Browns, um, my, uh, modus operandi is, you know, don't turn the ball over, run the ball and play good enough defense. You got, you know, they want to drop back and try to block miles Garrett one-on-one, you know, God bless you, but I don't think it's going to work out for you. You know, so and then, you know, so we we have a good, we have a good, good team here. I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but you know, I'll play the Bills tomorrow in the first round of playoff. I said you know, like, give me the Bills tomorrow. Right now, we'll take Nick Chubb and Green Hunt that offensive line, will go right up there and hand the ball 40 times and let's we'll see what happens. But and then I go going from there. You know, the Chiefs have got a good team. Chiefs don't play a real good defense. You know, we can run the ball. We can do we can do the Patriots deal to them. We can run the ball, keep Holmes on the, on the sideline, you know, and beat and hopefully beat them, make a couple plays here and there on defense and run the ball and keep them on the sideline. And you know, then you got the Steelers who we're very familiar with. You have the uh I mean, whoever else, the Ravens that they're in, we're very familiar with them. They're struggling right now. The Titans, and you're right, the Titans, us and the Titans are mirror images of each other. It's going to be Derrick Henry versus Nick Chubb who can run for more yardage and cream uh, hunt and cream. Yeah, we got two. They only got one, so we went they only got one. <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I, it's just we just have a very solid. I mean, the first time I can remember it, I mean, I can't remember the last time we had this solid of a team. This consistent on the team like there's no highs and lows I mean the first week throw the first week of the season out because the Ravens had everybody back they had the whole coaching staff back the offseason was jacked we had everybody we had a whole new coaching staff you know it was just a it was just a bad no preseason, just a bad mix for us first week but since then I mean we've been like I can't say enough for the coaching staff and what the job the front office what the job they've done putting this together of just consistently through the, through the weeks. I mean, just consistent after, you know, game after game, doing the same things. Nobody like get, we don't have people threatening people on Twitter after the game. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no drama with this team other than the game, which is kind of nice, actually. Very nice.
1: No, no Pittsburgh started at shirts. Yeah.
0: that's We got a coach who like knows what he's doing. You know, he doesn't, he's, I mean, I hate to go back and like, but the comparison between what's – and I, I've said this before to guys, Like, if you took a good Northeast Ohio high school head coach and put him on last year's team, the team probably wins eight or nine games just because they wouldn't commit. I told my wife, we were watching the game, it showed a stat and it said we had one penalty and it was like the third quarter. I was like, last year we had 25 penalties in the third quarter. I mean, it's just – that's the difference in the whole game right there.
1: Yeah, we had um, one penalty with nine minutes to go for 15 yards. The Eagles had five penalties for 33 yards, uh, 33 yards and penalties. So yeah. <laughs> it is night and day. Um, all right, so the Browns' remaining schedule, here, here's what it is. All right, so we're seven and three. To me, it's a race to ten. You, you got to get ten wins. Nine uh-huh. wins is not going to get you there. So it's a race to 10. So here's our remaining schedule. We're at Jacksonville, at Tennessee Titans. Then we're home against the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night. At Giants, at Jets, home Steelers. So when you look at our next three games, I like to do this in three game chunks. We're seven and three. When you look at the next three games at Jacksonville, we should win that game. Yeah. Right? And we're going to talk about that game in a minute. But we, we should go to Jacksonville and win that game pretty handedly. So that would get us to eight and three. Then what I would love for us to do is split between Tennessee and Baltimore. If we can somehow split those two games giving us a loss and a victory. Of course, I want to win them both. I want to win all the rest of the games, but I'm just looking at this logically. Yeah, Yeah, so if we split that, that would get us to nine and four, right? Then we're in New York two weeks in a row at Giants, at Jets. You got to think that we can get one of those wins there. That would would get us to ten wins. Yeah. Um, you know, Giants I think isn't going to be an easy out. They're they're a pretty good team. They're probably going to play us tough. Jets are going to play us tough. They they've been that team has not given up on Adam Gase for whatever reason. They're in these ball games and they're playing hard. And of course, we got Joe Flacco
0: mm-hmm.
1: playing for the Jets. So, I don't I don't think those are going to be automatic easy wins, but it's a race to 10. I mean, what what are your thoughts uh with these next 3 games?
0: Yeah, I think Jacksonville. We should go down there. One. I don't even think Jacksonville. I mean, they're they're already starting to play for a draft pick. Um, they're starting some guy from Oregon State at quarterback. Um, I don't. I mean, they've moved on from Gardner Minshew, I guess. Yeah, then, Jake yeah, Jake Luton. Yeah, Jake Luton. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we should go down to Jacksonville. It, it should be an easy. It should be a nice little easy win for us. Um, and then tennessee like tennessee is a toss up and it's a it's a playoff game like the browns have to go into that as a playoff game because it could be a playoff preview you know that's a season like you said they were they were seconds from going to the super bowl last year you know and that's a that's a season team with a season coach you know with guys who were on that you know there were a lot of guys back from the team last year and that's a that's a measuring stick game for the browns and then you have baltimore coming to town on monday night which would be a long week for us and long week for them, but they could be, they got the Steelers this Thursday. And then I'm not sure who they have the next week, but they could be. Well, the,
1: after the Thursday night game, it's us. They got 10 days off and oh, then they play
0: days. us. Oh yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So they, I mean, they could be coming in at seven and five, you know, they could be a couple games behind us actually, you know, and if they're struggling, we need to put one on, you know what I mean? Like, it's a division rival. Like It's, it's, a, it's a good good um, franchise in our division. Um, the, the defending you know division champions, they come in and they're struggling. We need to line up, run the ball, show them that week one was a fluke, and we're – this is the Browns. We're here to compete with you, the top dogs. And if you can – like you said, if you can get two out of the next three, get two, nine and three, going to the two New York teams and the, and the Steelers, I mean, I like – I like their chances of getting 10, 11 wins. You know, eleven and five. Eleven and five, they may throw out a parade for Kevin Stefanski. whether you know, whether we win a playoff game or not.
1: I, I misspoke. The, the the Ravens play the Steelers Thursday night for for Thanksgiving. And then they play the Cowboys and then us. So I uh, I misspoke there.
0: That's right. Uh, but you know the Steelers Steelers could, could get them Thursday, and then the Cowboys aren't an easy you know, easy out with, you know, they score some points, you know, they're just scoring some points. They're going to make them score points. So they could be, they could be on a slide, a little bit of a slide, struggling a little bit coming in on Monday night, the to, to first energy and then who knows what happens.
1: You, you know, Char- Charlie, you brought up a, a really good point that I didn't really think about honestly, but after the Jaguars game, we have two playoff teams, but two teams in a row that are, fighting for a playoff spot, Uh, one or both will probably get in. Ravens are on the bubble now, but I don't expect them to stay there. I don't know. I could be wrong. But you bring up a good point that this is a great test for the Browns just to see where we're at. Um, You know, and to whatever we're at. I mean, I don't think we're going to get blown out like we did against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, right? But it's a good test to see where we're at. Like you said, you said measuring stick of where we're at so that way we can go through the rest of the season and make adjustments because it's likely we might face one of these teams in the, in the playoffs here this year. So you bring up a good point um, about that.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just you know we beat – the thing with the browns is and you know building a program, building a franchise whatever is is a is a process, you know, before we were we were just bad. Like we had games we we couldn't even watch the end of it because we were just that bad. Then we started getting some players, started getting a little bit better. Now we have a coach, and now we're, now we're a lot better, and now we're beating teams we should be. You know, that's, a, that's the thing, like, oh, they haven't beaten anybody. Well, we're beating the teams we should be. You know, we're losing to – we lost the Baltimore, we lost the Steelers, who are two of the better franchises in the NFL. But we're beating the teams – the thing is, you got to beat the teams you should beat, because most of your schedule is going to be teams you should beat. So we're beating those teams now, and then – like you know like we talked about coming up with Tennessee and in Baltimore that'll be the teams like those are toss-up games should should like there'll be three-point spread games you know and it'll be tight. it'll be tight it should be tight either way but that's how are we going to play in those games are we gonna have guys that are going to step up and we're back I
1: think I lost you for a minute yeah I got you okay sorry I think I lost you for a minute so you, you were saying that this is a, a game that that you know, we're, we see as fans, are we going to step up and be competitive in those games? Because, like, you know, these are playoff caliber – these are playoff teams. So, mm-hmm. you know, us, me and you as fans, it's going to be exciting to see, you know, how we match up, how we stack up to those teams uh, here in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, th- th- these are the games where – that will determine, in my mind – you know, i do not know, I'm sure what Andrew Barry is saying, but in my mind, these are the games that will determine do we give Baker a contract or not. You know, is he the guy going forward? Because yeah, I mean, yeah, he made some plays against the Bengals, but it's the Bengals, you know. Um, can he make a play against the Titans that we're gonna need down the stretch to kick that field goal to win it or make that drive to go into overtime against them? Can he lead the team and you know, not turn the ball over against the Ravens and lead us to a victory there? Um, these are the games that are big for him um going forward because he's gotta step up and make he's going to have to make a play. This is where an NFL quarterback has to make an NFL quarterback throw to win the game.
1: Those are all solid points, Charlie. Um, of course, you know, we're, we're talking about the future schedule, but as Stefanski preaches, it's 1-0 and each week. We're just worried about the next game, and I just love how he pre- prepares our team. So the Jaguars are next on the schedule, uh, but you have to love where we're sitting, and that's what we're talking about here tonight. Let's talk about the Browns versus Jaguars. The Jaguars are 1-9. and nine. They're coming off a loss to the Steelers. They started out the game with a 3-0 lead to the Steelers and ended up getting blown out pretty much. I mean, they lost the game 27-3. Of course, it was on the same time as the Browns, so I didn't watch that game uh, live or anything like that. But this game – you know, as you look at it now, this game shouldn't be close. Now I heard that Gardner Minshew could play. I mean, he could have played last week, so we we might see him. I think it's a coach's decision. Um, but right now they have a, a rookie. I believe he's a rookie, Jake Luton. Never. I'll be honest with you. I never heard of the guy. I don't know. Have you heard of him before?
0: Um, yeah. I, I, well, I just heard a little bit about him last week. I think he went to Oregon State. Um, I'm not like I don't know. I I picked the old the I have picked him up a couple weeks ago on my fantasy game because they're playing the Packers. I know the Packers aren't very good defensively. But um I thought maybe I get a few cheap points out of him, but I didn't. He got like five. So um <laughs> didn't work out. Yeah, no, it didn't work out the way I thought. Um but yeah, I I I expect this to go down and win this comfortably by a couple of touchdowns. Um like it's good it's by all accounts, it's probably going to be nice weather. You know, we're going to be able to run. Obviously, we're going to be able to run the ball like we do. Um, hopefully, Baker can make a couple of plays here and there. Hit, you know, hit a couple of tight ends. Hit Jarvis for a couple of balls. Maybe take a little load off of Graham and uh, Chubb. You know, so, I mean, I expect this to be a pretty easy, easy trip down there. Like you said, it was 3 nothing there up on the Steelers, and then, you know, you just watch the Steelers turn out points. I, got, I have Claypool on my fantasy team at Stormy's, and I know he's scoring touchdowns. So, you know, I saw them scoring some points. But um, yeah, it's this This one, this one is one I think after, after you know, the Raiders was bad weather, and they're good too. The Raiders are a good team. Grooton's got a nice team out there. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. The bye week.
0: Tex, Texans, you know, Deshaun Watson is one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. You know, Watson still play. Texans are good. And then this week with the Eagles, those are grinders. We grinded them out, went 2-1 and one over that stretch. So, you know, I hope, I, I expect this one to be – we're going to be prepared. We're not going to go down there and, you know, hang out or whatever. It's going to be a business trip. Coach Spence is going to have us going down there ready to rock. So, I expect it to be easy, 14, 17, 21 point win for the Browns.
1: Yeah, I mean uh... – Obviously, we have to pay attention to if it is going to be Minshew or um, Luton. But either way, some would call this, you know, people have been throwing around the words trap game. I don't really buy into that with this team. I don't, you know, obviously, any team can beat any team any given week. But my definition of a trap game would be that you take a team lightly and you go in there unprepared. That's my definition. I could be wrong. I don't think Kevin Stefanski is going to allow that he's going to have us prepared for every single week. We're going to be uh, prepared. We're going to have a game plan. He's going to have us mentally ready and we're going to go into Jacksonville really wanting to, to, to tear it up. And I think that's what we're going to do.
0: Yeah. I think we're, we're going to go there with an attitude of ending this game early. Um, you know, if you watch the Browns like this year as compared to like years before, there's not a whole lot of, showmanship, if you will. There's not a whole lot of, like, look at me type of stuff. You know, you got Nick Chubb out there running. Like, I, I mean, I, I looked at him, like, this is old school. This is old school running back. Like, he has no sleeves on, no gloves. Like, he just old school. If you put 34 on, you thought he was coming back. You know, it's like, this guy's. you know, that's, that's what these guys are out there doing. It's like, they. I think they, they're just watching them. They like playing with each other. They, you know, they don't care who gets the credit, you know. It, sometimes it's a cliche to say like, oh, they don't really care, but they really, you know, they do. I don't think they do. Like Baker running up and down the field when Chubb running up and down, you know, running for touchdowns and he's happy, you know, I mean, I just like, I just like the vibe of this team and it it all stems from the head coach. It does.
1: I think Baker said something like um, he was just as happy handing it off to Chubb and scoring a touchdown than he would be throwing a touchdown. You know, like you said, they, they just want to see everybody succeed, and it doesn't matter who does it. It just matters that the job gets done.
0: So, I all think, right. Uh, I was go gonna one other thing. Like, they, I think the players realize more than we think, we know that as long as we win, this town, this city, this, this Browns nation, if you will, will embrace them as conquering heroes. I mean, that's like this. This town has been waiting for. I went to the Cavs parade when they won the title. And there was a ton of people down there, and it was fun. But I've the seen Browns, the pictures. <laughs> if the Browns ever win a Super Bowl, that thing's going to be insane. Oh. I mean, it's going to be – like the, this is the Browns town. Like, this is the Browns football town. And I think the players understand that if they just win, they're all going to get rewarded in the end.
1: Absolutely, yeah. When the Browns go and win a Super Bowl, Cleveland is going to go nuts. Insane. Oh. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I
0: can't. I mean, I can't. I saw the, the Cavs and Andrew, the 1.5 million or whatever in that 10 block radius. And those are the Browns. There'd be people who knows where they put these people, but there'd be a ton of people around.
1: Oh, mm. <clears throat> all right. The Browns are favored, uh, the early favorites in this game minus six and a half over under 48 and a half. We, we, we're not going to have Miles Garrett again. They just announced that today. I think you mentioned that earlier. Kevin Stefanski already called him out for this game. The defense is going to have to play it again, Sam. Do it again. How do you think the defense will step up with this game? I mean, this is still – you know, Jacksonville has some players. They do. They got some players, and they got some some players that can, you know, make big plays. Um, How do you think the defense will step up in this game?
0: I mean – I think I mean I think we're the best defense this this week, as always, is a good offense for running the ball, time of possession, turning it out. Um, you know they have DJ Shark. If Menchus back, that's a combination that could you know that could really hurt you in the back end because I saw Ward had an MRI on his calf. So they're not he's questionable. Um, so if he's not playing, that could be a real problem. But um, yeah, I mean if we can get after the passer, that's the thing. If Vernon and Sheldon Richardson and Jovi and those guys um, can push the pocket and get pressure on whoever's the quarterback. That's going to help a ton. It's going to help our back back seven out because um, we were getting pressure last week without without blitzing really. You know the one where Ward came off the corner and we got to pick six. That was one, but we got a lot of pressure without any blitzing. So we're able to drop guys out and still bring, you know, Vernon. still be able to get there. Richardson. still be able to get there. So, you know, I mean, I, I think those guys, they, you know, they're stepping up. They're like, we know Miles isn't, um, isn't going to be here. So we got to step up in his absence and get after the guy.
1: James Robinson, they're running back against the Steelers, had 17 carries for 73 yards, which I think is pretty good against the Steelers defense. Um, DJ Chark, you just mentioned, had um, uh Four catches for 41 yards. And we're gonna see a familiar face. Joe Schobert is gonna go against his old team, the Cleveland Browns. So you know he's gonna want to be making some plays out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I think, you know, Schobert can, you know, and I really like Joe when he was here. He made some plays for us. He was like a cat like the quarterback of the defense for us. But I mean, I don't I just I mean, I feel bad for anybody who's gonna play against our running game. Like, we Keller, got Teller, you know, Shredder, Montonio, Wills, and Conklin. And you throw Hooper in there, can block people. And I think we get our fullback back this week. You know, and we're bringing Chubb and Hunt at you. It's like, I mean, I don't know. you got to commit. That's the thing. That's what the Eagles did. But that's how they held us down. But it's supposed to, I mean, this nice weather down in Jacksonville, we'll be able to play action and get Baker outside and throw the ball as, you know, better than when we did in the uh, downpour last week. But you know, they can't, I mean, you can't stop our running. I mean, I, I don't, don't know how you I don't know
1: how you do it. For I you. wouldn't want to be forced with that task. Yeah, no. I think it's going to be um, in the 70s and sunny in Jacksonville. So, <laughs> looking yeah. forward to that. Um, yeah. All right. So the last game the the Jacksonville Jaguars played was against the Steelers. The Steelers had 73 total plays on offense. 46 were passes and 27 were rushes. So, Roethlisberger dropped back 46 times. Um, assuming that we have 70 plays on offense, what what do you look for as the breakdown with passes and
0: and rushes? We have 70. Man, that's, I would say, I mean, 40, 30. I mean, if we have 70 plays on offense, like the Steelers throw it a lot more than we do. Um, you know, Ben 17 years in the league, like he's just – better quarterback, you know, and he there's you know better throwing the ball wars. we're we're a running team we have 70 plays. if we run 70 plays they're gonna be in trouble. Um you know I I would see 40 45 carries you know 25 passing attempts you know we're gonna score 35 points if we run 70 plays we'll score 35 points.
1: Yeah I mean this this past game against the Eagles we we had 65 total plays um let's see the breakdown I'd have to do some quick math but um Baker Mayfield dropped back 22 times so it would be 43 rushing attempts is that right yeah about 43 rushing 42 rushing attempts something like that yeah so yeah we we you know if we drop back 60 if we we have 65 70 plays um you know we're gonna have to we'll, we'll probably
0: rush the ball 35 times yeah, we'll turn it out. We'll have 200-yard backs, and they won't get the ball at all. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? and,
1: and, th- and that's that's the nice thing about a running game is that you do limit their possessions as long as you do it effectively. Uh, the greatest drives that we have, I think, is when it turns out like seven, eight minutes off the clock, and we go down and kick a field goal or score a touchdown. That's That's a great drive, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. it limits their possessions, which is what you want. Yeah. Um. Any other thoughts for this game before we get into prediction time?
0: Oh, um, I mean, for this, this is like a game we've been waiting for for weeks because the last four or five games have been, you know, on the edge of your seat. They've been close. They've been, you know, bad weather games. It's been uh, where I feel like we're going down to Florida. It's going to be 70 and sunny. Where, you know, I mean, I I can see it being 35 to 10, 35. Our defense is playing well. I mean, I think this is going to be a bad – it's bad news for Jacksonville because we're kind of clicking on all cylinders. It's like a vacation
1: business trip. Yeah, yeah. In Florida. That's what we're doing. We're going, we're going yeah. there and we're going to enjoy the nice sunshine and nice weather, but it's also partly business too. I'm so hoping we to get, definitely want to
0: – I'm hoping Dearness Johnson gets about 10 to 12 carries at the end of the game.
1: There you go. That means we blew them out. We're resting our guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, th- this game we definitely want to take care
1: of business first and foremost. Um, we-, we also want to get out of the game healthy. I think that's that's the key, obviously, in any game you play in. And what I'm looking for is for us to fine tune our offense and our defense in this game for the ne- and we just talked about it earlier for the next two weeks coming up against Tennessee and Baltimore. This is a great game to to go and uh, fine tune your offense, fine tune your defense, get that rolling like a well oiled machine. So that way, when we go against Tennessee and Baltimore, we're rolling full steam ahead. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a win and get this uh, get this machine fine tuned.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is yeah, this, this is a game where we need to go down, not struggle. Just go down, impose our will, run the ball. Baker hits hit a couple big passes on them, and you know have a good lead at halftime, and cruise in the second half. You know, like I said earlier, get Darius Johnson ten to twelve carries in the second half. Rest, rest, cream, rest, Nick, and you know just cruise thirty. You know, like I said, score thirty-five points, thirty-five to ten, have an easy one. You know, or you know maybe get Case Keenum at the end of the game. Who knows? Whoa, okay, Well, Case Keenum
1: siding that'd be good. All right, so prediction time. You just said 35 to 10. Is that your
0: prediction? That's I'm going with 35 to 10. Yeah, I just, I just have a great feeling about this week. The guys are gonna be able to practice indoors. We ain't gotta worry about weather. Um, they're gonna go down with probably great attitudes. The fancy is just so steady. I mean, he is just so steady. Like this guy, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, he could be like like we're looking at a guy right now in Stefansky. You know, I'm gonna get off topic here real quick, but like we're looking at a guy's fancy who could be our coach for the next ten to fifteen years. Like he's a young, young dude. Like in ten to fifteen years, like he's ain't gonna be done coaching, but he could be our coach for the next ten to fifteen years, and we could be winning games like this for the next ten to fifteen years. It'd be unbelievable. Oh, now now you're making my heartstrings go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, this guy. I don't like this. I didn't know what to expect from this guy. I knew he was very smart, with the pen, the old deal. But, I mean, just the way he is every single day. I mean, it's. I mean, he's just so steady, so consistent, and it just bleeds through the whole team. And we're just so consistent every game, I and mean, we're not. We're not doing the dumb things like not lining up. We're not committing eighteen penalties a game, just things like that. It's just, and that all comes from the head coach. I mean, the, the head coach upgrade for this this team is unbelievable. I think he's like you said earlier. He prepares them. He's got ready to rock, and we're not looking past Jacksonville to Tennessee. We're looking at Jacksonville. We're going to go down there, take care of business. We'll worry about Tennessee next week.
1: All right, Charlie. And my prediction for this game: Browns thirty-one, Jaguars
0: seventeen.
1: Let's do it. Let's go.
0: Let's get it. Let's get to eight and three. I mean, eight and three will guarantee us a winning a five hundred record. I mean. This is a big, this is really a big win for the Browns. I mean, guaranteed 500 record is that's pretty around here. That's pretty rare.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, almost I like mean, Haley's
0: Comet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, then it's all uphill from there. So, I mean, yeah, let's go down and get this win this week, and, and it's all gravy after that. Well, Charlie, this was a lot of fun.
1: Um, this part of the show, I'd like to give you a chance to to give yourself a plug let the listeners know where they can find you, whether it be on Twitter. uh, I'd mentioned your podcast earlier. So where where can we find you at?
0: Oh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I have two, two Twitter handles. One's at Charlie Peters nine. And the other is at WC Peters underscore one. Um, My podcast comes out weekly. It's called food, football and everything else. We talk a bunch of football, um, a lot of college game. I get some guys on, um, you know, from different places, Big Ten, you know, from the South, from, you know, Midwest, what have you. We talk a lot of college football. Of course, a lot of Browns um, in the NFL. And then we talk, I'm, I'm a big, I love barbecue and smoking meat. Um, so we always end up with, you know, talking, what are we cooking this week? You know, of course, with Thanksgiving, we're talking a lot about cooking turkey breasts, you know, how are we cooking the turkey this week? So, um, you know, that's, I, you know, started a podcast because this is my passion, football and cooking, you know, obviously eating it. So, you know, I love it. That's so you can find me on, you know, Apple Podcasts and the whole deal, Spotify. It's called Food Football and Everything Else. You know, I just have have a good time, have people on and try not to get too serious and talk some football and cooking and whatever else happens to come up.
1: Well that's awesome, man. Um Thank you so much for coming on the show, Charlie. I really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. And this is an exciting time for the Cleveland Browns. I'm g- I'm glad we got to share this time together to inform the fans about the upcoming game and the rest of the season. So thank you so much, man. Let's definitely do this again.
0: Hey, anytime. Um, I love it. Love talking to Browns, especially. I'm telling you, the last couple of years are a little rough. This this is so much fun. This is this is like being in heaven. We're talking about – this is what, like, regular fans feel like. We're winning games. We're, like, we're actually going into games thinking we're going to win. Like, we have a solid head coach. <laughs> we don't even know how to, basically how to handle ourselves right now. But, no, this has been a kind ton of fun. Thanks for having me on. And anytime you want to do this, like, this is great. Well, let's finish
1: it with the go Browns. One, two, three. Go, go Browns. Browns. And I want to thank Charlie once again. For coming on the Brown Subtle Podcast, you can check out Charlie on his show, Food and Football and Everything Else. You won't see me again till next week on December the 3rd. I'm going to be sitting down with Tron Madden. You know him on Twitter. He's, it's an excellent account. If you're not following him, you can go on Twitter and follow Tron Madden. And I have the uh, Twitter account here at Madden underscore Tron. So he's going to be on the show next week. We're going to get his take on the Browns versus Jaguars game that's going to be happening this coming Sunday in Jacksonville. And we will also be previewing the Texans – Texans – the Titans game the following week. So until then, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your, your families. Stay safe. Wear a mask.